Garrison Harney with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, January 12th, 2023. We've got a lot of news to get to today, folks, so let's get right to it. Some sickening news. 210 Democrats vote against bill requiring medical care for babies born alive after abortion attempt. Nearly every House Democrat on Wednesday voted against legislation that will require immediate medical attention for babies who are born alive after an attempt was made to abort them. The House passed the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which says any infant born alive after an attempted abortion is a legal person for all purposes under the laws of the United States. Doctors will be required to care for those infants as a reasonably diligent and conscientious health care pr- practitioner would render to any other child born alive. The bill passed 220 to 210, and all 210 of the no votes came from the Democrats. Only one Democrat voted for the bill. That was Rep. Henry Queller of Texas, and one other Democrat, Rep. Vincent, Vincent Gonzalez of Texas, voted present. Following that level of care, doctors would be required to admit those infants to a hospital for further care. Any violation of this standard would result in fines and imprisonment for up to five years or both. Republicans argued on the floor that comments from Virginia's former Democratic Governor Ralph Northam are an example of why the law needs to be clarified to protect newborn infants who survive abortions. Northam was talking about third trimester abortions and appeared to indicate support for delivering babies that might still be alive before taking their life outside the womb. Boom. Quote, we all know in 2019, then-Governor Northam of the state of Virginia stated this, the infant would be delivered, the infant would be kept comfortable, the infant would be resuscitated if that's what the mother and the family desired, and then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. That was from Rep. Jim Jordan of Ohio. The cavalier attitude he displayed towards human life is just wrong, Jordan continued. It is simple. Infants born alive following an abortion are kids. Their children. All newborns deserve the same level of care. Although the argument should be made that uh, from conception, they are God's children. Nonetheless, Democrats overwhelmingly rejected the bill. Some, like Rep. Jerry Nadler of New York, argued that the bill would be set up new requirements that would directly interfere with the doctor's medical judgment and dictate a medical standard of care that may not be appropriate in all circumstances. He and other Democrats said the requirements to eventually take in who survive abortion to a hospital may not be in the best interest of the family. Some Democrats said that the bill is unnecessary because it is already illegal to kill newborn infants, but Republicans accused Democrats of opposing the legislation to further the radical agenda of abortion on demand. My goodness, pray for our country, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on, let's go to... The FAA grounds all outbound domestic flights as systems crashes, uh, and an update has since been released that the FAA has lifted the ground stop, but let's dive in. As of this writing, the FAA has grounded all outbound domestic flights until at least that was 9 a.m. Eastern time this morning. It may take longer than that to restore service as the NOTAM system, the online flat, uh, platform that all commercial and military pilots must consult before taking off. The disruption began hours earlier, and the FAA has apparently struggled to overcome it. Savannah Guthrie calls it a sweeping outage, and it will almost certainly impact flights for hours, even after the FAA restores it. Breaking news coming from the FAA this morning. It says they are experiencing a major computer outage that is impacting flights all across the country. This is a look at the FlightAware map 
just a short time ago that shows the flights that are in air right now. Yeah, and as Savannah just said, it, this is a huge story for anybody who is flying today or expecting someone to arrive. This is a live look at LaGuardia, the airport right here in New York, and at Washington Reagan National. You can see there are passengers waiting for answers inside to see when this will end. This is a sweeping outage. We want to get right to NBC's Tom Costello, who covers aviation for us. Tom, what do we know? How many flights do we think are impacted here? Well, at the moment, we've got more than 1,100 flight delays, and at the moment, about uh, 95 or so cancellations. That may change through the morning. Here's what we know. This is the computer system that's called NOTAM, or no, it used to be called Notice to Airmen. Now it's called, called Notice of Air Missions. And the bottom line is, this is the computer system that pilots rely on to find out the latest information from the FAA on air safety, for example, on whether a runway is closed or perhaps airspace is closed because of military operations or a rocket launch. That system went down this morning. The FAA has been trying to get it back up, rebooting the system piece by piece. They say that they are making progress, but at the moment still, this, uh, this NOTAM computer system is not up and running at full capacity. And as a result, the ripple effect across the country is that flights are right now some are taking off, uh, but for the most part, many airlines, United, for example, says that it is simply not going to allow flights to depart right now because it needs this computer system up in terms of safety. You don't want pilots flying into an airport if, for example, a runway is shut down, for example, or there are particular safety advisories. So at the moment, that has slowed operations. It has not completely stopped operations. You can see we do see planes on the ramp moving on the tarmac there at LaGuardia. Uh, this will probably, though, even if they get the system up and running quickly, this will likely have an impact throughout the day. As you know, these things kind of cascade. The good news is, for the most part, the weather across the country right now, except in the Pacific Northwest, uh, is really not a, ba a big factor. We can tell you the flights coming into the United States from Amsterdam, from Gatwick in London, also from Frankfurt, they are still inbound as we checked with those particular airports and those flight operations. Uh, uh, but this is all about the notice to airmen. Again, notice to air missions. They recently changed that. And as a result, this system, which uh, is critical to air safety, is right now in sort of a hiccup stage. By the way, you may recall that they had a similar problem affecting only uh, air traffic uh, in Florida. This was back on January 2nd, the, the most or one of the busiest travel days of the holiday season. And Florida air traffic ground to a halt for Tom, several hours because of a computer problem. So quick before I let you go, I know you want to report it out a little bit more, but is it just flights can't take off or they can they not land either? Because we see all those flights in the air. Yeah, if you're inbound, they're certainly going to allow flights to land. And then as, uh, presumably you would have the controller tell the pilot, be advised, this particular runway may be closed, uh, just to reiterate what the, no the knowledge they should already have. But okay. they don't have that real-time information in front of them in the cockpit. All right, Tom Costello, going to be a difficult day at our airports. Yeah. Thank you very much. Keep us updated. Yeah. All right. Again, this is after the video. The FAA lifted the national ground stop, but it's not clear whether the NOTAM, the NOTAM system, has been fully restored or they're using workarounds. They've reopened two airports without NOTAM due to air congestion prior to ending the ground stop. Well over 500 flights got canceled last morning and over 3,000 delayed. The snarl in air travel will be massive, so stay tuned.
Moving on, let's go to south of the border once again. Mexican president praises Biden for not building a border wall, even when conservatives, quote, don't like it. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador has praised President Joe Biden for taking a stand against the U.S. border wall and criticized conservatives during the North American Leaders Summit on Tuesday. It comes as the United States sees a surge in illegal immigration across the southern border. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built even a one meter of the wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. And that this is me quoting the president. Although some might not take it well, although the conservatives don't like it. Obrador said in a joint press conference. He thanked Biden for maintaining a relationship of cooperation with Mexico and for not subjecting Mexicans who live and work in a very honest fashion in the United States to harassment. They're not suffering raids as it unfortunately used to happen in the past, the Mexican president added. Obrador asked Biden to insist that Congress regularize the migration situations of millions of Mexicans who have been living in the United States. January 21st, 2021, a day after becoming president, Biden issued an executive order that halted construction of the border wall, commenting that a massive wall spanning the entire southern border is not a very serious policy solution and a waste of money. Between 2017 and 2020, 450 miles of the wall were authorized and built under the Trump administration. In July last year, the Department of Homeland Security announced that the remaining funds, which were allocated for the construction of the wall along the Mexico-U.S. border, would be spent on environmental remediation and mitigation, as well as for installing cameras, lighting, and detection technology in places where barriers are already built. Under the Biden administration, illegal immigrants entering the, via the southern border have surged during fiscal year 2020. There were 458,088 apprehensions that this rose to 1.73 million in fiscal year 2021, a jump of 278%, this according to data from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. During fiscal year 2022, apprehensions rose to 2.3 million in the first two months of fiscal year 2023. Apprehensions exceeded the total apprehensions of fiscal 20, fiscal year 2020. This according to Stephen Kopitz with Princeton Policy Advisors. The rise in border crossers is set to continue its upward trend this year as well. Kopitz had earlier predicted around 2 million apprehensions for 2021 and 2.3 million for 2022, which is close to the actual numbers. For 2023, Copitz is predicting apprehensions to hit 2.6 million, another record in terms of annual illegal immigration. Copitz projections, if they are true, it would mean that 6.9 million illegal aliens would have been apprehended between 2021 and 2023 under the Biden administration shocking numbers folks let's stop and take a moment to talk about the fight laugh feast club membership by joining the fight laugh feast army not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portals such as past shows all of our conference talks and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else like a bible study series with pastor toby Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. And we're going to the Ark Encounter this year, so get to it. If you got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can go over to FightLaughFeast.com to sign up now. Again, that's FightLaughFeast.com. Back to the abortion issue. Pro-Life Pregnancy Center hires private investigators to look into attack, blasts the FBI 
Where's the manhunt? They're probably more focused on Twitter right now. A network of pro-life pregnancy centers in New York hired private investigators to probe a firebomb attack against the facility last June, where what they describe as an inadequate response from federal law enforcement. Quote, they've been responsive, but what they've done, we don't know. That was Tom Braitka, president and chief counsel of the Thomas More Society, who told Fox News Digital of the FBI. Compass Care, which has multiple pro-life pregnancy centers in upstate New York, announced last week that it was joining forces with the society, a nonprofit law firm, to hire private investigators to find those behind the incident at their Buffalo office last summer. Vandals reportedly smashed windows and lit fires in the building's reception room and nurse's office, then defaced the building with Jane Was Here graffiti, an apparent reference to the radical pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge. The pro-life pregnancy center was able to rebuild quickly, but the individual's response have not been apprehended. Breitkut told Fox News Digital that his own home was targeted last July by 40 to 50 masked black-clad thugs. He said the investigation has expanded to include all 78 of the attacks against pro-life facilities in the wake of Roe v. Wade being overturned last year. Along with Compass Care and others, we're looking to investigate connections here, the lawyer explained. We have security videos of attackers. We have license plates. We're pursuing the kind of investigation that lawyers pursue when they're looking to achieve justice on behalf of their clients, civil and criminal. So we're not sitting on our hands just writing letters to the editor about it. End quote. Breitka said they hope to reveal some of the folks that are behind this, and he is optimistic that they will succeed. Moving on, biological males blocked from competing in women's school sports in West Virginia. This according to federal court. Federal judge in West Virginia has upheld a state law preventing male athletes who identify as female from participating in female school sports. In a ruling on January 5th, Judge Joseph R. Goodwin of the Southern District of West Virginia said that HB 3293, the Save Women's Sports Bill, was constitutionally permissible. The bill defines girl and women as biologically female for the purpose of secondary school sports, and Goodwin found that this was substantially related to its important interest in providing equal athletic opportunities for females. The law was first introduced in March 2021, but was challenged by the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. The ACLU represents trans-identified male middle school student Becky Pepper Jackson, who was barred from the school's cross-country team. This, the ACLU argued, was violation of Pepper Jackson's rights under the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause in the Title IX federal state statute that prohibits sex-based discrimination, according to Fox News. At the time, Goodwin ruled in favor of the ACLU and blocked the law at the preliminary stage, ruling that Pepper Jackson was being excluded from school sports on the basis of sex, making a Title IX violation. Well, Goodwin acknowledged in his new decision that the law was seeking to prevent transgender girls from playing on girls' sports teams. He highlighted the biological differences between males and females that gave males a significant sporting advantage. While some females may be able to outperform some males, it is generally accepted that, on average, males outperform females athletically because of inerrant, inherent physical differences between the sexes. This is not an overboard generalization, but rather a general principle that realistically reflects the average physical differences between the sexes. This was according to Goodwin. Goodwin also noted that white while Pepper Jackson had taken puberty blockers, not all transgender athletes do. Some only socially transition, while others take blockers and hormones at a latter stage in puberty. Goodwin stated there is much debate over whether and to what extent hormone therapies after puberty can reduce the transgender 
transgender girl's athletic advantage over cisgender girls. The fact is, however, that a transgender girl is biologically male and barring medical intervention would undergo male puberty like other biological males and biological males generally outperform females athletically the state is permitted to legislate sports rules on this basis because sex and the physical characteristics that flow from it are substantially related to athletic performance and fairness in sports goodwin ruled the west virginia aclu had filed a lawsuit alleging that banning girls from participating in school sports because they are transgender is unconstitutional in a 2019 speech developmental biologist dr emma hilton demonstrated just how wide the gap between the athletic performance of biological males and females is quote so big is the gap there are nine thousand males between 100 meter world record holders usain bolt and flojo so early does the gap emerge the current female 100 meter olympic champion elaine thompson is slower than the 14 year old schoolboy record holder that was according to hilton well, there you go. Boys are more athletic than girls. You heard it here first. Not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers looked for people who could do the job, not for people who had the right political views. Redmaloon.work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you're a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job to Red Balloon. You're, you're an employee who is being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current political zeitgeist. Go post your red, uh, resume on Red Balloon. There we go. And look for a new job. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive. www.redballoon.work. Now, it's time for my favorite topic, sports. And this is more just about a sports figure, Peyton Hillis. A former Cleveland Brown running back who had a heck of a year one year became the Madden cover athlete for it. Look up, look up his videos and the way he ran the ball as a running back for the Browns. Impressive stuff. Peyton Hillis reportedly still in critical condition after saving his children from drowning. Doctors have given an update on the condition of former NFL running back Peyton Hillis. Last week, Hillis was rushed to the hospital after a swimming incident at a Florida beach. He reportedly rescued his two children, who were in danger of drowning in the ocean. Both children were reportedly uninjured in the incident. WREG Memphis reporter Otis Kirk reported that he had been told that Hillis is battling and definitely needs as many prayers as he can get. He also reported that the former Razorbacks' kidneys and lungs were the primary reason why he is still in the hospital. WREG's report mentioned that Hillis's kidneys are now the main concern. Kirk did not reveal who gave him this information or the relationship with Hillis. He played both high school and college football in the state of Arkansas before embarking on an NFL career that took him to Cleveland, Denver, New York, and Kansas City. While at Arkansas, Hillis was part of the running back uh, triumvirate compromised of himself darren mcfadden and felix jones i remember that team heck of a team the report on hillis's condition comes just as a prayer vigil was being held in his native arkansas hillis volunteers as an assistant for his son's football team brian davis who is coach and head of the program was at the vigil and spoke to ksfm tv talked about the importance of community support Quote, one of the great things about being a body of believers is relationship and community. And it's about being not only here to pray for people, but it's also here, Bryant said. It's also to be here to support them through times like this. 
Thoughts and prayers go out to Peyton Hillis. Folks, that's going to do it with this Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or a magazine subscription, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference this year at the Ark Encounter, hey or you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.